0: They are both drinking different kinds of juice right now, and we're feeling silly. Hi everybody, my name is Jordan Reed.
1: And I'm Lindsay Reed.
0: And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff.
1: Each week we talk about things like cryptozoology. Juice. True crime.
0: One of them's lemonade.
1: Urban legends.
0: The other one's mystery juice.
1: Anything spooky related.
0: Mm-hmm. That is correct. Every single week since we decided to buy a unlabeled carton of mystery juice from a very short man, uh, some would say maybe a troll, behind a gas station, Lindsay and I will both research a topic separately of one another. Lindsay will go and find the short troll and buy the mystery juice. I will keep a lookout. And then we reconvene inside of our house and discuss what we've researched for the very first time with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show and I'm going to metaphorically donate my mystery juice that I'm drinking to everyone whose name is Rick.
1: Hmm. I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to the smile that you had when you just made up that whole fantasy story.
0: I was, as I was, there, there are certain times when I'm talking, and I don't know if you get this way as well, mm-hmm. where you're talking and your inner monologue, or at least for me, my inner monologue goes, what are you talking about? And then two, yeah. this has been going on for way too long. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do, that's...
0: You, do you get that?
1: Well, sometimes I feel like you do a little more.
0: Hmm. Huh. <laughs> what's, okay, well then what's something. You
1: like little fantasies stories i
0: love playing pretend
1: you do love playing pretend. (laughs) what's like there's probably (laughs) at least three or four times a day that you ask me a play pretend question
0: (laughs) what do you mean and
1: we're gonna be 34 years old yeah yeah
0: okay well what's something your inner monologue tells you more than you know where if mine is telling me wrap it up or what are you talking about yeah because i'm in play pretend mode Mm -hmm. what's something your inner monologue tells you specifically that maybe I don't necessarily get from my own inner inner monologue
1: I don't know I guess when it comes to recording and telling like my research story Mm -hmm. I'm kind of always thinking of a million other things that I want to say about it that I over researched it but then I also just want to kind of keep it short and simple so mine is I guess kind of wrap it up too yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah Well, I don't
1: play pretend as much as you do, though.
0: And that's one of the reasons why I like when we sit down and record is because I feel like you play pretend a little bit more. And well, because
1: you make me play pretend.
0: It's fun to play pretend.
1: Hey, anyone I out mean, there? I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. But like, sometimes I don't want to play pretend. And you're like, come on. Like, I'm the biggest geek because I won't play pretend with you. No,
0: I think that means I'm the geek and you're the tough, cool jock.
1: You do disappointed dad. I do? Yeah. You're like, I'm just trying to have fun <laughs> if I don't want to play <laughs> pretend with you. And then I feel bad. And I'm like, well, now he's upset. Yeah. Now he's bummed out. Visibly
0: upset. Oh, and he's ap- he really is crying <laughs> very hard. Surprisingly hard, he's crying. Yeah. Hey, speaking of crying, tears of joy, this episode and our show for the foreseeable future is brought to you in part by Native Language Clothing Company, and they are nice. They make cozy loungers. They make shorts, fleeces, hoodies, joggers, And they're all dripping. They're all really nice. They're
1: Bigfoot approved. They're Wendigo comfy. Mhm. Cuz you know the Wendigo has to be comfy.
0: Who do you think really quick the most fashionable cryptid is and I will not ask you why you think that?
1: Um, I would like to say the Loveland Frogman just because he's so dumpy looking yeah. that he has to have cool drip otherwise he's just even dumpier.
0: Okay. Well, if you want to look as cool as the Loveland Frogman, you can <laughs> by going to nativelanguageclothing.com or finding them on Instagram, native language co and doing some scrolling and finding your preferred piece of drip and then adding them to your cart. And you can use the promo code spooky spouses, all lowercase, all one word and get 30% off, which is a substantial percent off your order.
1: It is. It really is.
0: They're very nice people. They're very nice loungers and we like them and maybe you will like them. Check them out. So, our last episode, I was going to say, what did we talk about? But I maybe would have been... We
1: didn't really talk about anything.
0: We talked to a lot of people. (laughs)
1: Something talked through us.
0: Yes. Yeah. It was very... Our last episode, if you haven't listened, was the audio from our Estes Method session at the Ridges in Athens, Ohio. Correct. It was intense.
1: It was intense. I know our family, we Skyped with our family today and... They asked us if we had done another Estes method since and we told them no cuz I think it was a lot. It was a lot to handle, especially for our second one.
0: Yeah, it was kind of like you really wanted to get, like you really want to get into skydiving. And your first time skydiving, maybe you just like hop off a rock and you go, Ooh, okay. Now picture that, but like for <laughs> picture that but for thirty I don't minutes. I think
1: that's the same thing. But
0: then, well, I'm almost here, hear me out. Okay. So first time you jump off a small rock. Or mm-hmm. like a medium sized rock and you go, Whoo, I like the feeling of that yeah. jumping off the rock. And that was us at the or the uh, mining village in Millfield, Ohio. Right. Which was still substantial and cool. Yeah. And then our second attempt, we actually just jumped out of the plane after only jumping off of a rock.
1: Yeah. And I feel like we didn't necessarily land comfortably on the ground. We had like a little bit of a crash landing.
0: Yeah. We hit a couple trees on the way down. Yeah. Uh, crushed a few hawks <laughs> and accidentally, uh, yeah, like smothered a crow.
1: It was pretty intense. You can listen to it. We put it up for our last episode. I mean, we didn't know how intense it was until we played it back and listened to it because, you know, only one of us is hearing kind of everything that's going on at one time. But yeah, I still, I re-listened to it again and it still blows my mind. It's very unusual.
0: It's extremely unusual. We got a lot of relevant responses. We got some pertinent information. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about what you and I were hearing to our buddy Mason Mm-hmm. who is a radio wizard. And he, being a radio wizard, was even saying that that seems weird. Right. So it, it made us even more scared. The, the more validation we get on this whole thing, or just this entire process gets, makes us even more scared.
1: Yeah, I mean, I try to think of all these plausible reasons of how we were getting answers that were matching questions I just don't know. I mean, like, there is no trickery to it. We, like, literally are. And that's what's so great about the Estes method is that you are just kind of a guinea pig. And then whatever happens, happens.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, Linz, it's been a while since we've done a real episode. We, yeah. we did the listener question episode, which was very fun. Mm-hmm. We did the Estes method. So now we're back. The day, well, it is Easter right now that we're recording.
1: It is happy Easter. Yeah, happy a day e- late, but you know, yeah, yeah, we mean it.
0: We do mean it. <laughs> yeah, we went out and ran this morning, and then we're gonna eat uh chicken fingers and tater tots for Easter <laughs> because that's just kind of the state we everyone's didn't do in. Do any
1: planning of you know, no, getting a meal that we could cook on Easter.
0: And nowadays, whenever we go into the grocery store. I just do my certain laps and I just go very quick and go, yep, that looks good. Yep, that looks good. Get okay, out maybe of that's there. great. Okay, see ya. And then I haven't paid, I haven't paid for groceries <laughs> the last four times we've been in. And they yell, you know, they're very upset, but it's like, mm, I gotta I gotta go. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Okay, Lindsay, I don't have any breaking booze. Okay. But I do have some stories. And I would like to know if you would like there are, there are two encounter stories. Okay. Do you want one about something that glows mm-hmm. or do you want one about something that's small?
1: Let's go with the glow. Okay. Okay.
0: All right, fine. I mean, if that's really if that's the one you really <laughs> want to go to. Oh, really quick. Um it's been a while. I was scrolling past uh my or I was scrolling to get to the screenshot I have of the story and I found this. <laughs>
1: Good. I'm glad that still exists.
0: Yep. Just fart piano. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ready? <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. You said you want the glow one first. Correct? Yes. Okay. So you're gonna get them both, but this one we will start with first. Okay. This is from the subreddit, which is quickly becoming one of my favorites, and I'm not—I'm not being sarcastic. Okay. The subreddit humanoid encounters, and this is from user that British woman. Okay. Hmm. You know, just that British woman. Is
1: this the same place that you got the sheep saying hi to someone? Prob. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just checking in.
0: Okay. So here's the story. And it's, I was telling you earlier today that I forgot that I had saved a a couple bangers. Mm -hmm. So here we go. Okay.
1: Okay. You're already laughing.
0: Yeah. And I can already feel a little bit of tears in my eyes. Okay. Okay. So we had just got back from a Christmas party when I was younger. We settled in for bed. And myself and my brothers, we shared a room as kids, fell asleep. I woke and saw a golden glow and felt like something was standing so close to my bed behind me. Now, the word so in that sentence is all capitalized.
1: Mm hmm. Because you really want to emphasize the so.
0: Was something, it was standing so close to my bed behind me. <laughs> and there's an ellipsis.
1: Wait, how was it behind your bed?
0: Maybe your are bed? usually
1: beds like pushed up against a wall.
0: Well, you answered your own question, uh, Carmen San Diego,
1: okay. <laughs>
0: yes, because usually beds are. But sometimes you maybe see a real someone has a real avant-garde sense of style and decoration. And
1: They're like, I want to sleep right in the middle of the room. I'm going to
0: put my bed dead center. Uh, well, then yeah, I guess because if that British woman, being the user, was sharing the sharing her bedroom with her brothers, how was this room structured? Maybe it was a series of like four bunk beds on top of each other. Maybe. Right in the center? Right in the middle. (laughs) What? Maybe (laughs) Really tall
1: ceilings.
0: (laughs) Maybe Bobby Burke designed their bedroom.
1: Yeah. Or maybe it was... um... Not a Think about not a square bedroom, but a circular bedroom. So even oh. if you pushed your bed post to the wall, there was still a little gap between you and the wall.
0: And you know, this is, I just searched this up as you were talking. Yeah. Um, well, I actually had it screenshotted because I felt like you were going to ask this question a couple of weeks ago when I screenshotted this, which would have been three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, in Britain, they have more circular rooms than we do in the United States. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's a fact, science fact. Cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so something was standing so close to my bed behind me. I saw a soft glow of warm colors reflected on the window I was facing. And when I heard a rattle and I looked and there was a tall reptilian figure holding a staff that produced a glow.
1: Out the window.
0: I think it was inside their room.
1: And it was shooting it at their bed and they saw the glow behind them.
0: It was so like a mirror
1: reflection.
0: Yes, okay. this reptilian was standing behind their bed. Just a big lizard person. Per, yeah. With a staff. That's
1: not what I'm questioning. I'm questioning where they were. Where they were in the room or <laughs> if they were outside and what the object was that was reflecting the glow.
0: They I guess okay, so picture you're laying in a bed and behind you, standing so close to your bed, yeah, is a reptile, a powerful
1: right sp-
0: a uh, bipedal reptile.
1: Projecting a glow behind mm-hmm. your bed.
0: Now, this part isn't mentioned, but you can only assume that it's wearing something awesome.
1: Probably native language sweatpants.
0: Okay. Now, I like this. Because I like this a Because
1: it needs to be cozy and dripping. Mm-hmm, it sure okay. does.
0: As do most reptiles. Cool. And it's holding its powerful reptile staff. Maybe used for teleporting. Maybe used for just... <laughs> You know, uh, a, just like a really big, cumbersome flashlight, but it was standing there, and I and I picture the very top of the staff, like on most wizard staffs or cool reptilian power of power staffs. On the top, there's some ornate decoration or carving or something that's glow ball. that's producing the glow. Okay, and they were laying in their bed and they were looking forward into a window, which had the reflection of the lizard staff person behind them.
1: Huh. Okay.
0: I was so scared and pulled the covers over my head, and the next thing I knew, it was morning. I don't know what it was and never saw it again.
1: Um, a dream.
0: Well, it was either a dream or a lizard. Okay.
1: There's no other explanations.
0: I mean, really? Well, okay. Well, let's let's think. What could be another explanation? I if, if, A if, dream. If, if we're... Okay, so it can't be a dream and it can't be a lizard person. What's another explanation? for what this thing could be
1: um there was a reflection from outside
0: okay but where was the lizard person coming from
1: your imagination you were playing pretend and you forgot you were playing pretend and then you fell asleep and woke up and you were like wait was i playing pretend or was i not playing pretend
0: okay so let's say let's say this is happening to you you're in you're in your very cool trendy circular yurt style bedroom Mm-hmm. And you wake up in the middle of the night and you go, I feel like there's a lizard behind me. And then you, you look see
1: him in the window, you
0: see him in the window and the lizard person is holding a staff. What do you do in that situation?
1: I would freak out and then I'd be like, that was really, really weird. And then I'd go over to the window and I'd be like, oh, it, I left my my lizard sticker on the window and <laughs> I forgot to take it off. OK, I don't know. I It's a weird story. Yeah. But like. Yeah, you don't think that's a dream at all.
0: Uh, well, you and I, you and I, have just established, uh, even more so, fully that I like playing pretend. So, <laughs> I think you could, you, you probably know what I think about the story, right? But in my, in my fun zone, in my playing pretend zone. I would love to think this is real.
1: Would you like that to happen to you, as opposed to seeing like another cryptid?
0: A lizard person behind me? Yeah. You mean if 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 I had my choice, what cryptid would I want to see behind me in the reflection of a window? Yeah. I love. Assuming
1: the... that it's a cryptid. I mean, lizard people are considered cryptids. Sure.
0: So. Yeah, I think so. I you know I don't know because I think that this story is so short and sweet and it's perfect. And I love the idea of a lizard person holding a glowing staff. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is awesome to say. It's awesome to hear and it's awesome <laughs> to think about. Now, if I was in the situation, I I can't I can't say certainly that I would cover my head up with the blankets. Right. I also feel like you're kind of just going, well, as you pull the blankets up like, well, if I get murdered, I get murdered. But I would probably run out of the room. But if I were brave, I would like to stand up and look at the lizard person and maybe ask them a question or two. I don't know what, what those.
1: What do you expect it to say back to you? Snarf, nif,
0: nif, narf, nif, <laughs> or something. <laughs> what would
1: you ask it? What would be the first question you asked it?
0: Are you cool? Like, are you gonna are you gonna zap well, me with your beam? Well, that sounds
1: like you're like asking for drugs or something.
0: Well, well, I guess hey, then man, I could
1: say, cool? say Janis. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man, you got any you got any of that. You got any dust for me? <laughs> well, I think then you say what is it? Can I holler at you?
1: Oh, I don't know the I don't
0: know the terms for. Well, that. quick story, when I was an undergrad, I was at a gathering of some mm-hmm. friends and we were hanging out and we were not having jazz lettuce and I'm not I'm not joking. (laughs) But then a person came out of their apartment across the way. This is like in a big courtyard setting outside. Person came up. He had a beagle. It was really nice. I was petting his dog. Introduced myself to this guy. And he said that his name was literally Planet. Like Captain Planet. Mm. but Minus the captain. So, this so he wasn't
1: quite a captain yet; he was just Planet. Yeah,
0: he was Colonel Colonel Planet, <laughs> okay. or like uh, yeah, Doctor Planet. <laughs> so I introduced myself to Planet. We talked for like five minutes, and he asked, "Can I holler at you?" Mm-hmm. And I went, "No, I don't think so." And then he thought I didn't know what he meant, and he went, "No, can I buy any drugs from you?" <laughs> and <laughs> You're then like I, no. And then I said, "No, I know what you mean. I don't own. I don't own a drug." <laughs> and then he went. Bummer. And then he left.
1: I think he might have been a cryptid.
0: He very well could have. I don't know. That could have been his party form. And then when he closed the door, he could have turned back into a reptile.
1: Well, what's the story about something small?
0: You ready for this one? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the, this is also from the subreddit Humanoid Encounters. Okay. And I the, the user's name is Dr. Feltersnitch123.
1: Oh, already believable.
0: <sighs> mm-hmm. But you know what actually makes it believable? And what? I think that you're going to go, I like where this is going. The title of it. The title of this story is, I hate to say it, I saw a gnome?
1: Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> you're right, because that's probably something I would say. So, of course, I like it.
0: I hate to say it, but I saw a gnome today. <laughs> okay.
1: I mean, that's the most truthful headline I've seen with I guess, gnome sightings yeah. or just cryptid sightings. And,
0: bo- and there's plenty of gnome sightings. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm super hesitant to post this and may not keep it up. I work for a large construction company in Virginia. I am very level-headed and don't believe in anything out of the norm. I'm not into sci-fi or fantasy. So saying this is awkward for me. I keep an open mind to lots of things as long as there is some logic. Okay, so far, I appreciate doctor snitch Feltersnitch123.
1: Okay, or he's saying it because he's like, I want people to really, really believe me, so I'm going to let them know that I... It's like, it could go either way, because he could either be... The fact that he's going through that length to state that he is not, quote, crazy,
0: mm-hmm. and he's
1: normal, makes me suspicious.
0: But honestly, what does not make me suspicious is the title of... Of the story.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. I hate
0: to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly, it pains me so much to say this, and I hate it. I saw a gnome, I think.
1: How was work? Work was fine. Um, Saw a UFO. Uh. I hate to say it.
0: I hate I, to say it. I, I hate, but like saying I hate to say it is something you tell someone before you give them bad news. And so <laughs> to me, this person seeing a gnome is bad news to them or it really okay. ruin their day. Okay. Okay. I was running an excavator on top of the Blue Ridge Mountains. That sounds very pretty. And I mean dead on top. I could see Jarmans to my west, but I probably a made-up thing, <laughs> and most of Albemarle County to my east. A clear view of the stream from Bremo Bluff. All, all this sounds like it's from Stardew Valley.
1: I was going to say, I think someone just started a farm on Stardew Valley, oh. and they <laughs> met Krobus, and they were like, hate to say it, but...
0: Hate to say it? Saw Krobus.
1: <laughs> I got a uh, sewer rat roommate now, so weird.
0: You know what's nice about my farm is I can see Bebo Plains, and I can see riprup <laughs> and I can see the Blip Blop Caverns. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Bremo Bluff is a oh, real thing. No. So anyway, here is the tough part for me. As I was moving rock and dirt with the excavator, something caught my eye. I was near the edge of a clearing in the machine, and as I spun the machine around, I noticed something kind of clamoring to the top of a rock. Not a small rock, not quite large, maybe 20 inches tall and in the diameter of a small car's hood. Okay, that's a big rock. What I saw was only 10 or so feet from me. I said gnome, but it wasn't what it sounds like. Not the garden gnome. No hat. Nothing like you'd imagine. I can't describe what it wore, but it did have some crazy kind of clothes on. It <laughs> it wasn't naked for sure.
1: <laughs> Were they like, red? does it explain the clothes?
0: No, but it does say again, no hat, <laughs> no crazy long beard. So I would like to know what it was wearing because Dr. Yeah. Feltersnitch123 says it was not nude, but there was no hat and no beard.
1: I can't believe he went through all the fuss of telling us about what counties he can see and what bottle boodle 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 block is on the top of the mountain. But like he doesn't describe the clothing this gnome was wearing.
0: Well, uh, Dr. Feltersnitch123 might not be a fashionista or have an eye for, for for fashion.
1: I mean, you don't have to know what gauchos are to describe some pants.
0: True. But well, what we can, if, if we're using this logic, what we can deduce is that Dr. Feltersnitch123 Is really into hats because they made mention twice that it was not wearing a hat. Okay. Okay, so obviously hats are on the radar. Again, no hat, no crazy long beard. I remember its face clearly. It was rough and dirty. It did have a scruffy beard, long, wild looking hair, but not even shoulder length. But what got me the most were its eyes. This guy climbed to the flat top of the rock, stood up straight brushed itself off, and looked at me dead in my eyes. He looked as surprised as I was. Kind of a shocked look. He couldn't have been more than six inches tall. (laughs) But from the brief... Well, go ahead.
1: No, I can continue. Okay. (laughs) I'm just mad now. I I
0: understand. Well, you know what? Hate to say it, now I'm mad. Now I'm mad at your story.
1: Hate to say it, but I'm mad?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but from the brief look seemed aged like adult. It disappeared in a flash, not a literal flash, but maybe I should say in an instant. I got out of the machine and told one of my crew who was close. I was going to stretch my legs and smoke and for him to take a break. I walked to the rock, but nothing out of the ordinary was noticed. So I don't know what else to say. I saw it. 100% sure of what I saw. Can't explain it. First time I've mentioned it to anyone, hate to say it, saw a gnome (laughs) with no hat,
1: Uh, and it was
0: not nude, because you would remember that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Seeing a six-inch tall nude humanoid with a scruffy beard, that would be, I would rather see the reflection of a lizard with a glowing staff behind my bed than I would to see a six-inch tall nude man.
1: Like, I'm trying to think of an animal that could possibly look like a six-inch man.
0: Hmm. I
1: mean, you could have like something like a lizard.
0: Or a bird.
1: Fall out, and maybe you Fall just, out? Like, off the rock or whatever it was doing.
0: <laughs> out of the sky. Or a lizard fall <laughs> out of another rock if you break a rock.
1: But I don't know. Maybe he did see, like, a funky-looking- I mean, this is what, in Virginia? Virginia. Maybe it was, like, a funky forest bird.
0: Could have been a real funky bird.
1: And it like kind of got disheveled.
0: And looked kind of like an aged man with a beard.
1: Yeah, there's some weird animals out there.
0: There's some, you know, I mean, let's just, uh, you know, what what is it called? The elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of birds out there that look like weird bearded men.
1: The gnome in the room.
0: Let's just say the gnome in the room <laughs> could have been a six inch tall nude bird. Well, it wasn't nude. Never mind. It wasn't nude. It had
1: clothes on. But maybe he thought the feathers of the bird was his clothes. That's why he couldn't describe it.
0: Maybe so. Maybe he
1: just needed glasses and he thought there was a little gnome that fell off a rock. Yeah. But really it was like a bird.
0: Would you... If you saw a six inch tall gnome that was scruffy, no hat. Yeah. And you were doing construction or you're walking, you're doing whatever. Would you... What would you prefer it to be clothed or would you prefer it to be nude? Probably
1: clothed because if you're talking, I mean, just for the fact of like, I don't want to see him nude and then have yeah. to tell somebody that he was nude. Like I saw weird things on that that little gnome. Yeah. But <laughs> so yeah. I don't want to talk about that gnome's weird things. Sure. But also like how cute are little six inch gnome clothes?
0: Those are cute. Yeah, like little like little uh, overalls. I, I picture it almost wearing like, if we're in, if if it's in Virginia in the Smoky Mountains, I pictured this little gnome like doing some recon and looking at people wearing clothes, mm-hmm. and maybe around there like has like a cute little flannel on or something, or maybe like some uh, like it lives next to a farm or something, or it sees these dudes like maybe they're wearing overalls and stuff. Yeah, just got his cute little overalls on and his little beard.
1: <laughs> maybe I
0: don't know, maybe. Well, those are the two stories I have.
1: Well, those are very interesting, and I've never heard them before.
0: Mm-mm. Me either. And a lot of people, <laughs> well, the the two people who wrote the stories really haven't told many people about them before.
1: Except for the internet.
0: Except for the internet. And then they've kind of told everybody, haven't they? Yeah. Okay. And then we've told some of our listeners.
1: Yeah. We're just passing it along.
0: That's all we are. We're just supporting. We're just supporting uh, people with unusual stories over here. Yeah. Well, we have to go do some haunted housekeeping
1: yeah now it's spooky dusty ghosty in here and
0: stinky yeah (laughs) yeah yeah okay well we will see each and every one of you in the haunted housekeeping zone where it is not stinky in three two one welcome to the haunted housekeeping zone and guess what we have a few things to tell you about and they're secrets
1: he <laughs> and it's not how to clean your haunted bathroom
0: it's not no these are secrets again these are this is secret information if you've made it this far now you get a whole bunch of secrets if you would like to find out more about our show, maybe check out some cool new merchandise that Lindsay designed, you can go over to SpookySpousesCast.com, do some scrolling, some looking around, and at the bottom of the page will be some merchandise, which is there for you. Or click the Scavengers Network logo, and it'll take you to all the other great shows on our network. You can get a long-sleeve shirt, a short-sleeve shirt, a blanket for yourself or your dog, and a coffee mug. And you can put whatever liquid you want inside of it.
1: Or if you have a spooky question that you just, like, cannot survive if you don't ask us, you can call our spooky hotline.
0: You can also text our spooky hotline. We just found this out because we are old and irrelevant. The phone number is 803-816-2667 or...
1: The scarier number,
0: 803-816-BOOZE, which is what ghosts say.
1: It's very scary.
0: Say you have a question about you have a bunch of rats that you think are actually piloting your skin suit.
1: Maybe you have too many trees in your yard like we do and they're scaring your
0: dog or they're just scaring you, and maybe one of those trees you're almost convinced you've thought you've heard say, hey, come here really quick.
1: Maybe the soap in the shower has started communicating with you?
0: Telepathically? (laughs) If so, you can call or text us and let us know about it. 803-816-2667. We would love to hear from you.
1: We would, we'll give you mediocre advice and hopefully make it better.
0: Yeah, hopefully.
1: Also, if you like hearing us talk, which, you know, is not for everyone, you can <laughs> rate and review our show. You can tell a friend. You can tell an enemy. We love it. We
0: do love it, and it means a lot to us, and we do this for free all the time. We sit in our house and just blabble and blabble, and it would mean a lot to us knowing that it means a lot to you. You can go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Stonker, Crinkree, Blips, Blips, Pod.
1: You can go to the grocery store and just tell people how much you love us and then you know that counts as a review right
0: yes that absolutely counts as a review but you have to record yourself talking to a stranger and telling them about our show
1: or it doesn't count it does not count oh okay sorry
0: that's okay (laughs) and as always we want to thank everybody for listening and sticking with us we're lucky to have all of you as our pod buds as our rat boat buddies or our spooky pals
1: stay spooky i think the spooky house cleaning is clear
0: ours is yeah we're done we're done okay here's an ad for a podcast that we like
1: enjoy welcome to shelly has opinions the podcast where the chatfield sisters try and get their very shy sister shelly's opinions on a variety of silly topics we weigh the pros and cons and laugh along the way and shelly likes it right shelly
0: I just do my best to try and have an opinion on anything,
1: but it's very hard. Look for new episodes every Tuesday on ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S H E L L E Y hasopinions.com. Join the Shelly gang! Goodbye! Goodbye! See ya! Welcome back. Hope you uh, got all the info you needed from the haunted housekeeping zone.
0: There's plenty of good info in there.
1: There is. And we also cleaned all the ghosts out of our house.
0: Mm-hmm. What does it smell like in here now? It doesn't stink anymore.
1: Not like ghosts, that's for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. They smell. <laughs> the thing
1: Do I- they though? I mean, like people say like sometimes smoke or perfume, but it's like, doesn't anybody ever think like, you know what, that ghost... He smells like kitty litter <laughs> or like what? BO.
0: Now that would not be a good one. No. Stinky pits. But
1: like, what if someone smelled really good their entire life? Like not a perfume, but like, I don't know. They just smelled like lavender.
0: Then great. Then I would hope they would smell like that. I always worry that you and I have a weird smell for some reason. I don't know why. I Because I'm in middle school no, in high school, one time, we were uh, I was hanging out with our friend, Brandon,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: one who had the owl at his house. Yeah. And he told me one time, he's like, you have a smell. And I went, okay. But he's like, it's not bad.
1: You do. Everybody has a smell, I think.
0: Yeah, but like, I hope it's not bad.
1: No. I mean, your your smell, I always associated with the smell like at your parents' house, which was not a bad smell. It was like a natural, organic, like... I don't know, kind of like a spices or something. Spices? <laughs> not like, I'm not talking like star. <laughs> I w- I'm talking like, you didn't smell like coriander.
0: I didn't smell like fenugreek.
1: No, but like you kind of have like an incense
0: Still though? I don't think I still do.
1: I don't know if you still do because I can't smell it because oh, I live with yeah, you. Yeah. Spoiler. Well yeah, we you live and, together.
0: <laughs> you and I have been living together for a long time too. So I wonder if like our smells have combined.
1: What is what was my smell?
0: You at your house, well, you always smell a little because you you also used to light a little bit of incense in your room and have candles in your room. Yeah. So you yourself would always smell a little incense-y, but not like not overpowering, but your house your would always smell clean because your mom loves to clean and loves and loves Febreze.
1: She does love Febreze. I hate Febreze.
0: Yeah, I'm not a fan. No. But your house would always just smell nice and clean. Okay. And it made me want to fall asleep all the time. I always want to take a nap at your house.
1: (laughs) You do take a nap at my mom's house still. Uh Uh-huh. You love it. You always are falling asleep somewhere. It's a
0: very cozy house. The temperature is always perfect. It smells (laughs) good. It's just easy for napping. Okay. And it was also easy for snacking.
1: Yeah, well, because my mom has like 800 jars of peanut butter and she loves to buy waffles.
0: And toaster strudels. She loves toaster strudels. Man, didn't everyone have that house growing up? It was like... When, yeah,
1: she had all the snacks. Whenever she you went snack to that house,
0: house, it was always like snack house and you knew you're going to snack hard.
1: I'm surprised that nobody in my family weighs like 5 million pounds. Because we always had Snack snack Zone.
0: You always had Snack Zone.
1: Okay, well, speaking of Snack Zones... Really? I have some... No, I oh. have some conspiracy theories.
0: Good. I like these. I
1: know we talked a little bit about some conspiracy theories of airports and weird stuff, like the Denver airport having all its wacky conspiracy theories, but these ones are really funny. Okay. I mean, maybe they're not to you. You decide. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay, the first one I have... Um, in 2018, a Reddit your favorite user brought attention to the fact that there was a high concentration of mattress firm stores in a area in Chicago. Okay. He thought this was unusual. He went through a bunch of maps he found sh- shared thousands of photos on the internet and he pinpointed all the mattress firm stores in this area in Chicago which he has posted and they're all within 0.5 miles from each other
0: okay that's a lot of mattress firm stores some
1: were even across the street from each other
0: that's <laughs> so
1: it's weird it's that's weird. really weird so he basically put this theory out there that there was something fishy in that retail business And he's like, they're money laundering or something's fishy. So he kind of riled up this internet following. And a lot of people are jumping on this mattress firm conspiracy that there is something going on in Chicago with these mattress firm businesses.
0: Yeah, because I guess if you think about it, like, how surprised are you when you're walking around any city? I guess, let's just say Chicago. Right. If you see a lot of either Subways or Starbucks. They're everywhere.
1: Right. I mean, seeing four Starbucks in a row is common.
0: Yeah. Walking inside a Starbucks and walking through another door and walking into another <laughs> Starbucks is is perfectly fine. Also Subway, but you see a lot of people there. Yeah. I don't necessarily, or I, I can't think of a reason why there would be so many mattress firm places.
1: Right. And that's his theory and like he has people (laughs) responding to him like sending pictures of proof of these mattress places that obviously don't have a lot of people in them and they're like nobody has such a high demand of mattresses like why are there so many someone actually posted a photo of um, an intersection and there was a mattress firm business on each of the corners so it was four mattress stores on the corners (laughs) like that might have been the hub that's like the The demon hole of (laughs)
0: mattress If you stand in the center with a mattress, they all like, yeah, like lightning shoots out of all of them or something.
1: Yeah. Well, of course, people like higher ups and stuff and political people in Chicago are like, no, this is just business and stuff. This is debunked. There's nothing to worry about. But nobody believes it.
0: You know what? I also don't believe it.
1: (laughs) I mean, it is kind of unusual. Like...
0: It's very weird.
1: Why do you need that many... Mattress places. You can actually Google it and see all the pinpointed, like on Google Maps of all the mattress places. And they are all like 0.5 miles from each other.
0: Nobody needs that many mattress firms. No. And they're either money laundering or they all have basements where there's like illegal gambling or something going on.
1: Something. Something weird is going on.
0: That is really strange.
1: (laughs) It's really strange. And I
0: really like it.
1: But it's like, there's a lot. Like this isn't just like, Maybe twenty there's like we're getting up to fifty to a hundred that's a lot <laughs> yeah like that are all within the same like vicinity of each other.
0: I know that there's a lot of people in Chicago. it's right a, it's a it's a very good city. I like that city a lot.
1: but that many people need mattresses
0: no there's you go to <laughs> what is it what what are the ones There's all those ones that you like you hear on every single podcast like they they just ship them to your house so right. you don't need mattress firms. I don't know. That's very weird.
1: It's weird. The next one I have, um, in the mountains of Alaska, you can find a high frequency active auroral research program that helps scientists study the furthest distances of the atmosphere. Okay. Whatever.
0: Okay. The facility
1: sits on a 33 acre of land and has over 180 antennas.
0: Okay, Linz. Yeah. This is all sounding a little bit too smart. Are are we safe? (laughs) Yeah. Okay.
1: You are. Um, The antennas have collected data about the aurora borealis, radio waves, and other atmospheric occurrences. So, okay, yeah. Smart people up there doing smart things. Great. Well, the conspiracy people come in and say, we think some of the antennas are an experiment by the government and it's a weapon to do control of people's minds.
0: Now, why do they say that? (laughs) Um.
1: So, you know, I tried to look up why. Mm-hmm. I think they just think it's weird that, that is, there are so many antennas up there. And there was a lot of scientific things that I think is just too smart oh. for us. That they're like, yeah, but if they have 180 antennas and they're doing this and this, and there's no possible way that this could actually go to this research. And they're all freaking out about it. Um, They also believe that it caused the Columbia Space Shuttle to destruct in 2003. Whoa. Um, but the facility says this is not true, we are doing research, and they actually had an a planned open house to the public so everybody could go there and see that they weren't doing anything dangerous. Now, yeah, everything's kind of this above me, like, okay, why do you think this is happening? But when they had this open house, they like had set times and dates and people could come in And like, in a way you think like, oh, yeah, they're not trying to hide anything. But then in another way, you're like, why did they do this big open house when they could just tell people to like bug off? We're not doing anything. It kind of like they almost invited people in to be like,
0: see, we're not doing anything.
1: But they're like pulling rabbits out of hats in the background. Yeah, Like,
0: like them, them doing that, honestly, raises my suspicion so much more than if they were to just go hey, can everyone just chill out? We're just li- we're, we're just listening to space stuff. But them saying like, oh, you think we have something to hide? Come on in. We even have souvenirs. <laughs> you and can like, stop
1: at the gift shop. We
0: have all these trained actors that we made to seem like they're happy employees and they're just typing along on computers, <laughs> laughing while they type.
1: <laughs> or, I mean, for the Alaska research center they're like i don't know i don't care come in like Exa- we're not doing yeah. <laughs> anything like leave us alone cuz i guess there's a ton of people that just do not believe that this is a research center they they have all these reasoning scientifically of why this isn't actually research but it's an experiment for the government
0: i don't know why and I'm I'm guilty of this as well. I don't know why when people see a building that's mm-hmm. either they, that they haven't seen before, or that's in a remote place, or that looks weird, yeah, they immediately think uh, it's got to be something weird going on in there.
1: Well, think about it this way: one time we were flying to Portland, Oregon,
0: oh. and I
1: woke you up because there was this really, really shiny building in like what looked like the middle of the desert. Like, I know we were way up in an airplane, but like it was shining so bright that it was like reflecting on the whole plane. And you were immediately like, they're doing something weird in there.
0: But that was weird. It was in the middle. (laughs) It was in the middle of the desert. How do
1: you know it wasn't just a research center?
0: Well, how do we know it was a building? It was just it was just this insane, extremely white, bright light. What looked to be in the middle of the desert. And we could see it clear as day up in our airplane. It looked like it it looked like someone if you were in a in a football field it looked like someone at the other end of the football field was turning just had on like a really bright flashlight. It looked like it was that close. Yeah. It was weird.
1: It was weird, but it could have been a big satellite.
0: It could have been it it could have been something totally innocuous. It would have been perfectly fine. It could have been
1: like that really famous like house made out of just like metal mirrors
0: that oh, everybody likes yeah. to go to in the
1: desert and they're like cool and the sun might have just hit it at the right time.
0: Yeah, that's true. But I, I do love thinking that there's weird stuff going on in buildings.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I will say that this is high up in the mountains of Alaska, that they're doing this huge facility with all these antennas. And it's like, well, if you guys were just researching something, why couldn't you just put it somewhere? I mean, still remote, but like, why does it have to be like way up in Alaska that people can't get to?
0: It might be like, you know, like how you and I have to walk A mile behind our house, up on a hill, to get cell phone service. To get the best
1: antenna service,
0: probably. Maybe. Maybe maybe it helps. It's unobstructed. You know. I don't know.
1: Maybe. Uh, The last one that I have is about the Yellowstone National Park.
0: I love that place. Never been there, but I love it.
1: I know. I want to go. Yeah. Um. But maybe after I say this, you won't want to go. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yellowstone National Park is three thousand five hundred square miles of wilderness, wild animals, and gorgeous landscapes. But under the park, there is something more sinister. There is an active volcano that measures 44 miles across. And if it erupts, they think it could wipe out the entire U.S.
0: Now that is a large volcano.
1: Yes, um, it is still active. And the last time the volcano erupted was 630,000 years ago.
0: That's a long time.
1: <laughs> so conspiracy theory or conspiracists think that Or they're convinced that the next eruption could happen any day now.
0: Wow.
1: They think that the government knows exactly about when it's going to happen and just is not telling anybody about it.
0: Okay, so let's, again, welcome to play pretend zone. Mm -hmm. Say that's the case.
1: Right. Well, the government, Ah. I feel like the government can't tell any, people will freak out.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what my point is.
1: But like at the same time, if you know it's going to erupt like next month,
0: yeah, but it's you like, want
1: people to get out.
0: If, but if that could wipe out the entire U.S., it's like, hey, everyone, we don't know when it's going to happen. This is Mike government, by the way. We don't know <laughs> when it's going to happen. But there is a giant volcano under Earth that's 44 square miles big.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: as soon as it goes off, it's going to destroy everything. So everyone's got to go somewhere else. And then, like, where do you go? I don't know Singapore. I mean, yeah, I, I sure. would go to Singapore. Yeah, eat and eat our eat our weight and everything all the time.
1: Maybe they could just put like everybody on houseboats and we could float around the U.S. Let it just burn apart and then re like establish the U.S. once it's settled.
0: And then that would finally give everyone an excuse to do the thing that Kevin Costner did in Waterworld, where he...
1: (laughs) It might be like Waterworld. Well,
0: remember, he number one into his machine, and it filtered it, and then he drank it like water.
1: Mm. So that
0: would give, finally, people could be like, fine, I can pee in the machine I built.
1: Because everybody's building the pee machine.
0: Yeah, we have six here.
1: Okay. But the conspiracy theories, obviously, they think that the government knows this is happening, and they know when it's going to erupt. They just don't want to tell anybody. Um, they also have taken a bunch of videos of either what were like earthquakes or rumbling and also from animals fleeing and running away from Yellowstone. I don't know. I mean, there's animals that are going to run away. like, And of course, experts and like wilderness professionals are like, well, yeah, they're going to run away because they're scared of people. Yeah. Like they're going to run away from you.
0: Yeah. And like. I really, you know, you you also see, like, large animals getting chased by crows. Animals get scared by everything.
1: Right. I mean, it's not like they are gone. Like, if we went to Yellowstone and there was no animals <laughs> yeah. or, like, no birds chirping or something, maybe I'd be a little scared.
0: And, and a volcano was erupting, then I'd go, N- wait a minute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. I think yep, that's a volcano erupting. What do I stay here?
0: Hate to say it. I think there's a volcano under Yellowstone. <laughs> and I hate to say that.
1: I they say animals can sense that stuff. So I feel like if animals are still there, I think we're okay.
0: I think we're fine too. Trust your animals, everybody. Because I
1: think they'd be able to sense that. They know the land.
0: They know the land better than us.
1: But I don't know though, because like then you have to look at theories of like volcanoes erupting. Millions and millions of years ago, and taking out all the animals.
0: Now maybe they just weren't used to rumbles, and then maybe <laughs> that's a theory that throughout time, because of volcanoes and whatever else, when animals weren't scared because they didn't know what it was. they are like, what's that? Yeah, it's kind of like when when you go out into the wild, like when we were out here. Obviously, the possums outside of our place haven't seen people because we were poking them with a broom and going out there. Care. No, they didn't care. But so you can equate that to the dinosaurs or, or any other animals long, long, long ago when there's a volcano. they're like, "Oh cool, did someone turn on the massage setting on earth?" <laughs> and they didn't know what it was, but then I wonder if then when when animals continue to evolve from the volcano rumbles, if they now, know what it is now they know, yeah. Wow.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> Play pretend. See? Well, that's
1: all I have for my couple conspiracies.
0: I like your conspiracies a lot, Lindsay.
1: I mean, if you're gonna buy a mattress, go to Chicago, I guess.
0: No, I bet you it's scary. Don't no, they're gonna like they're they're gonna to... put a corpse in the middle of your mattress. At
1: least they'll probably sell you a good mattress still.
0: Yeah, but you said probably.
1: <laughs> well, you could easily be like, hey, you know, I saw this mattress right next door for $10 cheaper. And then you just keep going to each mattress company and be like, $10 cheaper, $10 cheaper. And by 200, you're getting a mattress for like 20 bucks.
0: Sure. I mean, yeah. You got to wheel and deal. You do have to wheel and deal.
1: (laughs) Go home with a nice (laughs) futon.
0: Lindsay, I think it's time that you and I take a voicemail from our haunted hotline.
1: Yeah, I feel like we haven't taken a voicemail in so long.
0: It's been so long.
1: Too long.
0: Too long, don't like it. Nope. Well, if you, listener, would like to call or text our Haunted Hotline, you're allowed. The number is 803-816-2667 or
1: 803-816-BOOS.
0: Mm-hmm. What multiple ghosts say?
1: B-O-O-S.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's <laughs> that spells <how> you... booze. <laughs> that does spell booze.
1: Not like booze like you're drinking booze.
0: No, that's bad.
1: Yeah, don't do that.
0: You ready, Lindsay? I'm ready. Hey, Lindsay. Hey, Jordan. It's Mason calling from the beautiful state of Vermont. Just got done having lunch with our Senator Bernie Sanders.
1: Um, it was good. He got a large fry and he took one and then insisted on sharing about bottom 99% with me. So that was really cool. Um, anyway, the question I have for you, short, sweet, and simple, but it's been bothering me for a long time. Is there anything that cannot be haunted? Is there anything that under no circumstance whatsoever is is able to be haunted? Something unhauntable, in, in unhauntable. In-haunt,
0: Something that can't, is there anything that can't be haunted? Uh, asking for a friend.
1: Thank you. Love the show. <laughs> Look forward to hearing your answer. Bye.
0: Well, Mason, thank you for calling, and... Regarding if there's anything that cannot be haunted.
1: I mean, the first thought I had was a ghost. Because they're haunting, but they're not haunted. Like, nothing's haunting them.
0: So, okay, so meaning, like, if you are a person who's alive... Uh Uh-huh. And you're possessed by a demon, I think that you have become an object that is now haunted. You yourself are haunted.
1: But if you die... And your spirit still resides somewhere. You're not haunted. You're haunting something.
0: So you don't think it's possible for another ghost or another demon to possess or haunt another ghost.
1: Well, if, some, if a demon is haunting a live person. Yes. Then, yeah, you're, you can haunt that person.
0: But if you're a ghost.
1: But if you're a ghost...
0: You think you're Im- impervious to haunting. If you're
1: just a regular standard ghost, <laughs> I mean, you're you're doing the haunting, but or you don't even know you're dead. So you're not really haunted.
0: No, you're not haunted because you are the one doing the haunting.
1: Uh, my other thought was like, I was drinking some of my juice and I was like, can juice be haunted? Because that's scary because then you drink it and then now it's in your belly. Yeah. And then it comes out places
0: yeah it comes out and then it
1: goes through sewer systems yeah like that's a traveling haunster yeah
0: well okay <laughs> does okay so say yeah well let's answer mason's question really quick
1: uh, that's what i've been trying to do
0: me too so <laughs> okay. maybe maybe so our 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 answer uh. right now kinda is a ghost cannot be haunted but now let's think about your haunted juice. Okay. Okay. You have your mystery liquid that you're drinking right now. Right. It's mango It's mango juice. Spoilers. In <laughs> re- IRL, it's mango juice. And I was drinking pomegranate lemonade. So you have your mystery liquid. Yeah. A ghost walks by and goes, oops, just going to sprinkle some haunt in here. And then now you have haunted or possessed juice. You yeah. drink your juice. Does the juice, does the haunt that exists in the juice come out inside your body and then you are haunted? Or does the haunting stick with the juice when you pass it from your body?
1: See, I don't know. I mean, maybe a little bit of haunt stays in your body. Yeah. And then the rest of it goes.
0: In the form of like sugar and stuff like that. Yeah. Because it's not like, I guess if you were to haunt the juice, you're haunting everything that makes up the juice as well. Right. So I don't know how like molecules work. (laughs) <laughs> or like, if uh, like, are ghosts are ghost haunting powers strong enough to haunt the atomic structure of your juice, or is it just nah, I'm just haunting the juice surface level haunt?
1: Because think about if you leave the juice out, it'll evaporate. So does that mean the air would be haunted? Like, I think it would be impossible to haunt a liquid.
0: Or have you just created a new ghost because the haunt comes out of the liquid if it evaporates? <laughs>
1: I don't know, because I'm thinking of any other object. Like, any object could be said to be haunted. Paintings have said to been haunted. Pictures, books, plants. I mean... People, even. Yes. So, if you take an actual object, I feel like it can be haunted.
0: Okay. I'm going to point to a few things in our office, and I want you to tell me if they can be haunted or not. Okay. Okay. The stuffed rat. Yeah, because it's an object. The jade plant. Yeah. My cell phone. Yeah. This mouse. Yep. My glass. Yes. Okay. Molly. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think she already is. Your paintings. Right. Well, what about the paint?
1: Yeah. I mean, because people use blood in paintings that were supposed to be like Satan stuff. Satan scribbles. <laughs> yeah. Satan scribbles. I think if it's an actual object, it could be haunted. But
0: isn't juice an object or it no? It
1: is, but it can evaporate.
0: Well, what about
1: science
0: things? What about temporary objects? Because like wow, we're really
1: disposable.
0: We're really getting heady and napkins. Okay, nap. Well, I guess everything. If you think about it, is a temporary object.
1: Recyclables.
0: They're okay, but then if you have a haunted can, does it get recycled into a haunted park bench? You know.
1: Hmm. Now that makes me think how many haunted park benches there
0: are <laughs> out there. <laughs> Probably a lot. I
1: feel like we need to sit in them now and see if you feel anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a hard question because I feel like there are things that cannot be haunted. Like there are things that you, like a table. Oh, there's no way that table could be haunted, but there are haunted tables.
0: I guess then maybe, okay, so there are things aside from ghosts that you think cannot be haunted. Yeah, but do you think it's more so of a sliding scale of like not that they can't be haunted or they can be haunted. It's just if a spirit or demon sees that object, they're like that's not worth my time to haunt. I'm right. not, I'm not gonna haunt a table right I'm gonna haunt that knife rack or the 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 knife magnet because that's right. scary. I don't know. Wow, I feel like we because, got really heady.
1: like, woods could be haunted. Everything could be haunted. But if you take something that could be, that is disposable or temporary, I feel like, yeah, it would be a waste of the time to be haunted, nor probably could it be haunted because it technically disappears.
0: Like juice. <laughs> like
1: juice.
0: <laughs> or water. Yeah. But then again, bodies of water can be haunted. But just, like...
1: But that's the things that are living in the water, not the water itself.
0: But I guess if you put well that's kind of like having okay so you have a you have a glass of warm water. Uh-huh. And Then you have a tea bag and let's say that tea bag is the ghost. Yeah. As soon as the tea bag enters the water or as soon as the ghost enters the body of water and you look at the tea spread throughout the water, now you have a haunted glass of water. It's yeah. not just the tea bag anymore because I feel like wherever you put a ghost that whole area is now haunted. I guess because the ghost lives there.
1: But if you left that tea, that tea water out and evaporated, then it's mm-hmm. like bye ghost.
0: Mm-hmm. Then you create a bunch of then you create more ghosts because it evaporates. So
1: maybe particles are not haunted.
0: I think what we're trying to say is that
1: <laughs> you don't know. You
0: can't haunt a liquid that you're drinking. <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna drink a, a cup of juice. You can't haunt it because you're just going to drink it and you're just going to pee it out.
1: <laughs> you're like a true Ghostbuster at that point. Yeah. Like maybe we're all just Ghostbusters.
0: Well, if liquids haunted are haunted. chicken
1: fingers and you just get rid of them.
0: Yeah, you sure do. You're you...
1: like the little trap box in Ghostbusters. Humans are? Yeah.
0: Then we're doing a really big service yeah. to the I United still like, States.
1: I still think my answer of ghosts not being haunted. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I mean, I don't know. People would fight that because they'd be like, well, no, they are haunted. That's why they're ghosts. But I think they're just stuck in a dimension.
0: I think I think that they're a different version of the word haunted.
1: Right. I think they're haunting, mm-hmm. not haunted.
0: Like they're not, yeah, like you're not going to go, be careful around that ghost. There's another ghost in that ghost.
1: <laughs> Unless ghosts can haunt other ghosts.
0: But I think we just, but we just established that other ghosts are unhauntable. Yeah. This is a hard question.
1: So would rain be haunted? I mean, there's like dangerous, like in make-believe tales, there's like dangerous rains, like acid rain, haunted rain.
0: (laughs) Make-believe tales, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think- I
1: think we just need to leave it at that, you know? I think we
0: need to leave it at that. Sometimes you drink juice and it's probably not haunted. What
1: about you? You haven't said anything you thought- is not haunted
0: because i like your ideas a lot okay <laughs> i honestly like thinking about it i i like the idea of temporary liquids not being able to be haunted mm-hmm. because you drink them and you pee them out and it's not worth <laughs> and it's not worth the ghost's time to haunt it could it be haunted it could but it's like if you have a bunch of ghosts standing around each other and the one ghost are like so what did you haunt this week oh i haunted lindsay's juice she was drinking That ghost might be ridiculed by the older veteran ghosts who have been doing haunts for a long time. But you don't drink that. They just drink or you don't haunt that. They just drink it and pee it out. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, because like haunting is different than poisoning.
0: It is. Like, yes.
1: I don't think ghosts can poison things. They can haunt things. So it's not like they're poisoning my juice. No. They're haunting it. Mm -hmm. But I got rid of it because...
0: But then the next step from there would be: well, don't haunt the juice because it goes away. Haunt the glass and tip it over.
1: Maybe we should call toilets like ghost eliminators. Okay, you <laughs> relieve all your your ghosts in there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it <laughs> the here haunted first. Haunted
1: habitats.
0: You haunted here. You you <laughs> haunted. You heard it here first, everyone. Ghosts are uh, toilets are now called ghost eliminators <laughs> because apparently you pee and poop out ghosts. Uh, well, think
1: about if a ghost is like particles and you breathe them in. Yeah. And then you that air gets mixed in with your digestive. Okay. Or, you know, the air just comes out a different way.
0: Yeah, louder than how it came in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Do you think we need to be done talking about I think, about- yeah, I think.
1: Okay. Um, I'd like to thank, we'd like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for the music you hear at the beginning, the middle, and the end. You can find this wonderful flute-armed boy at Eli Who Does Music.
0: You sure can. And we would like to thank Native Language Clothing Company, for being our new spooky buddies, you can go to NativeLanguageClothing.com or find them on TheGram Native Language Co. Find some cool new loungers and use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase, for 30% off your order. That is very nice.
1: Hey, also, thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. We are part of this big podcast, Humble Little Family you can go to scavengersnetwork.com to check out our Patreons, our merchandise, and all the other podcasts on there.
0: You sure can. Or you can go to our website, spookyspousescast.com, do some scrolling around there, and then find your way somewhere else. Who knows? Maybe In another just, dimension. Yeah. Maybe just go back to Google and search... Our ghost, my pee, <laughs> we, would also, we would also like to thank each and every single person listening to our show right now, whether it's on Monday, Tuesday, or a few years later. Uh, we are very lucky that each of you listened to the show. We're thankful that you're here. We hope you're all doing well and staying safe and healthy. And if you like our show, why not just help us spread the word to some people that you know, and that's, that's all we want. That's it. Well, until... Next Monday, I really hope that every that each and every one of you do some thinking about what object cannot be haunted and why.
1: And also, uh, I hope this week you wonder why all those mattress firm factories are all in Chicago.
0: Yeah, I, I I know that we have listeners in Chicago. So if you're there and you want to do some investigating, let us know. Yeah. Please. Well, I guess that's it. Everyone... Please be safe and be nice to each other. And we will see each and every one of you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hey, someone pass the ham. Pass. Somebody pass me that, somebody, somebody pass, someone pass me the ham, someone pass gas.
1: Hmm? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think you said it all with that.
0: <laughs> Do you want to talk about ham or farting or anything? No. Okay. Do you think we're good?
1: Do you think ham kind of smells like parts? Yes. Why?
0: Ham. (laughs) I think it's just the nature of ham. Do you think we're we're done? That's probably it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven.
1: Community-focused.
0: Treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. PodCube's patented time agnostic articulated Newton mechanics allow for high definition streaming of eight petabyte per second audio from any time or place in in space or time or place. Our Galileo pod delivery system is unintrusive and designed to blend in, no matter when or where it goes to deliver your PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. The finest bespoke headwear, highest quality garments, and most humble haberdashery in the heart of beautiful Prumpleshire, UK. Search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Be well.